Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Flames fans, it's time for Flames Unfiltered. Your spot for Calgary Flames Hockey Talk. First shot goals, yeah, they will kill the hopes of a playoff run for the Flames this year. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Flames Unfiltered, hosted by Brad Brood and Kyle Lewis. Kyle, um, I'm surprisingly in a pretty good mood today, considering what we've um watched over the last few weeks slash months i'm not but you already knew that <laughs> i know and i and when we've kind of like i've already i don't know i've already mentally prepared myself this is probably going to be our most argumentative show ever um, possibly also the least amount of prep work we've ever done because the only preparation we did this time was a couple of angry texts back and forth and a brief phone conversation so this will be uh yeah live and uncensored <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wrote down like what what we needed to address. I guess probably is the best word, but beyond that, it's like I don't know. I mean, we try to do these show, we do these shows every week, and you know, try to talk about the same stuff. But it seems like it's the same stuff. Only now, based off deadlines, whether it be the NHL trade deadline or the playoffs coming up close, like. We're going to have some answers here. Whether we want that answer or don't want that answer, we're, we're getting it. So, uh, Well, it's kind of annoying because every other team already has some semblance of answers. Um, it's been, what is there, two, two teams, Calgary and one other, that haven't made a single deal this year? There's three. There was three. Uh, Philadelphia. No, no. Was it Philadelphia? Los Angeles was one of them until yesterday. Oh, man, does that ever something too, eh? Jonathan Quick is pissed. <laughs> but what does he expect? I, I hate to sound well, insensitive. Well, I think, I, I, don't, I mean, what he expects, I think, whether it's right or wrong, is, you know, some semblance of loyalty. And um, Oh, they gave Brad, him nine Whitney, years. How about Ryan Whitney tweeted earlier. Yeah. How about they give him? He yeah, gave no, Ryan him, Whitney tweeted earlier about uh, Dustin Brown got a statue <laughs> and uh, Jonathan Quick gets traded to Columbus. <laughs> Oh, that is a little jacked, but but I, but I agree. But I agree with you. I I agree with you. So Rob Blake doesn't make that move, and Phoenix Copley sucks in round one. What then? You that know, a bold move. You know, I, I don't have an issue with it at all. I think it's the, the right move. Of, yeah, I think players thinking they're untouchable or owed a certain thing is a little bit ridiculous. Um, 
obviously Columbus has no vested interest in Jonathan Quick apart from maybe a bit of a mentorship role, or they're probably going to flip him like Frank Cervelli suggested. But um, the first round pick was obviously the key to it. But it's it's just I guess, the point I guess is that every other team has a seemingly clear direction. Even like Nashville, who's sold a bit but still isn't completely out. Like I kind of admire that, and that's where I'm starting to think more and more. Maybe the Flames need to go. It's like, hey, if there's the right trade is out there, you make it. Um, or like I, you just can't stand Pat because you know assets are diminishing. The season is almost lost at this point, I would argue, um, which we'll get into, of course. But um, it's one of the only teams we don't know what they're doing yet. Yeah, it's and that's that's the frustration. I mean, I, I honestly I can't wait till deadline day is over. Um, I think the frustration is just the unknown. I mean, we hate to know. You know, we thought we knew a direction, and and I, and I heard somebody say this week that they think that Calgary is in a state of disbelief, and I, I think we are. I think we are as a fan base. I think we are as a team. I think we are as everything because I don't think anybody saw this coming. But you know what? I've learned in this world that, you know, shit happens, man. And I I mean, it is frustrating. But I I also think that this isn't a time to, like, burn down Calgary here. Like, I mean, we've had a ton of goaltending issues. And, I mean... Does that is everything perfect besides the goaltending? No, no, it's not, and I'm not trying to make it out to be that way. But uh, we get some saves. We don't let in nine or eight or whatever the hell the number is first shots in a game. This season is a tremendously different. It's tremendously different. And if, I'm yeah, if that had happened, right? And so. it, and it didn't happen. But that doesn't mean that this is going to continue for eternity. No, but I I think the team still needs to look at possible personnel changes. With well, one of the big things yesterday, uh, well, more recently in general, is talking about changing the goaltending, uh, the coaching staff for the goaltenders. I, I, um, I hate firing I people, but I almost think that that'd be a start. Yeah, I, I'm thinking more and more so as well because these guys are both are just far too talented to be this terrible, but. At the same time, like I mentioned this to you yesterday, I think about like when Brian Elliott was in Calgary and had a great regular season, it was terrible against Anaheim in the playoffs, and they moved on from him. Now, that was a UFA, so that was a lot easier, but I'm not opposed to moving on from either of these contenders at this point just because I think if they're right out, well, it won't happen with Markstrom, I'm sure, but if there's a good deal out there and you have an A-list prospect like Wolf, there's lots of goals that they might try. Like I wouldn't be opposed to it. It just And part of that's my frustration with how terrible they've both been. Um but like I said at the outset, I mean, any there shouldn't be any deals that aren't considered. Um, and I do think there's a lot of conjecture about guys like Lucci, Lewis, and those savvy bet types. Trade them. Somebody's going to overpay somewhat for one of those types of layers, and if you can, trade them. It's going to be interesting. One of the things we're talking about today on the show, today we got to recap four games, three road, one home, one win. Ugh. Some Flames news, yeah. goaltending, like we're just talking about now, Zadorov, um, some... I want to talk a little bit about Walker Dewar and, and Jacob Pelty just very shortly today. We touched on mm-hmm. Shillington and uh, what should the flames do at deadline is definitely going to be a topic. And then when are we dead? When are we going to actually like say, all right, the playoffs are out of the question. Um, I felt like I've been there a few times, but then I keep looking at the standings and I'm like, I we're not, um, we got four games to preview two home, two road, where does this team go? I have no idea, but I do know that we got to talk about them for an hour here on Flames Unfiltered.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's rewind the clock back to last Wednesday. And we're not spending much time on this because I feel like these games were a month ago. I just did. Well, I don't, there's not really much else we can say. We haven't said in the past about the way these games played out either, really. So Calgary in Arizona. Uh, we get out to a one nothing lead after one. Then, boom, three in a row from Arizona. We're down 3-1. to one. And then all of a sudden, this team decides to play. We get goals from Lindholm, Toffoli, Peltier, Dewar, Backlund. Boom. We win 6-3, 51 shots on net to 14. Um, yeah. In a game that I felt pretty damn good about after it was done. I really did. And not Except that I, for allowing three goals on 14 shots. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's brutal. Uh, it's, it's, it, has been, it has been the, I don't even know what you even call it anymore. It's 29, one of the, other, 29 other teams, I'll guess that's going to be a shutout game. That, that's absurd. I know, and that's why I look at this and I keep struggling even more because it is just one aspect. And I'm not saying we don't have other problems, but it's just that aspect is very glaring right now. Thursday, yeah. we go back-to-back in Vegas. And shots 28-29. Um, I thought this was a pretty good hockey game, to be honest with you. Vladar gets the start. Um, Calgary gets up 2 to nothing, And, you know, we just let... Vegas hang around and they end up winning the game on an overtime goal that um, Backlund well, was a bad change by Backlund, but I'm not ripping. I'm not ripping on him. He's been the heart and soul of this team. He was our only good player in the Edmonton series last year. He has been consistently good all season. I'm giving him a pass on this one. Um, yeah, he should be a captain. We talked about that last week, I believe. Like he should, he should be captain of this team. I, I'm he not should. not to go down that that hole, but I'm not a fan of not having a captain. And I think he has proven all year that that's that's the letter he should have on his chest. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I thought about Sergei Kostitsin years ago in a national playoff series making a terrible change that led to I think it was a winning goal. And there's kind of some shades of that. This wasn't a playoff game, mind you, but it may as well be for Calgary. It but, was. Uh, it was this year. <laughs> just a really, really stupid play. But I mean, everybody makes them. It happens. But that's that's the other thing. Apart from goaltending, is some monstrous individual errors the last few games, including one last night that ultimately cost them the game against Boston. So um, that was a yeah. The Vegas one though, that was that was really tough to swallow. It was. You know, I, I thought that was the game we were going to get two points, and boy, you 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 know you put that with the arizona win and boy things are looking pretty good um saturday night in colorado colorado gets out to a two to nothing lead three to nothing lead actually calgary fights back gets one more i this is just another one you know markstrom gets a start pucks go in right away uh yep was it was it the first two shots or it was the first shot for sure first shot i can't remember on the other one i mean Uh, i I honestly very quickly paid less and less attention to that game. It was I did unfortunately 
perspective. But I didn't think we played that bad. Like, as a team, I don't think we played that bad. But you can't spot teams two goal leads every freaking night and expect to survive. So that's exactly what they do, right? You that's just can't up. do that. Okay. And then let's 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 go forward to last night's game. Boston's in Calgary. And Boston gets out to a two nothing lead. First goal or first shot, first goal. And yeah. Calgary was dominating and then they they come down and i didn't i don't even think it was like a i'd say it's a b-level chance and a very stoppable shot and it goes in the net and it Mm -hmm. looked like i could have done as well and then i think it was a four shot went in too calgary outshoots boston 57 19 i thought played really good last night honestly i i I wasn't even, I was upset that we lost, not pissed because I look at this and I'm like, freaking played good. What else could you ask for? We played good. (laughs) The results, the same thing that every other team seems to get when they play good. (laughs) But you can't, if you don't get good goaltending, you can't win in the National Hockey League. You just can't. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a team game and that's a problem that the team is not addressing, whether it's by, you know, well, neither one's been good to start. We mentioned goaltending uh, coaching. Like it's just, well, what do you do? Okay. What do you do last night? If you're Daryl Sutter, you're like, well, shit, he didn't stop it either. So I'll put Markstrom in Markstrom looked really good last night. I thought he made an unbelievable save late in the game. Was that an overtime? That was an overtime. You made that. I think it was overtime. Right leg. I you can't fault him. I mean, who would have thought that yeah, that would have been the better bet to start? Apparently, but um, but the same thing in that game. That and I was so so angry at Zadorov for that horrific decision to try and throw that open ice hit. It was the dumbest thing he could have possibly done. Like he just, you know, he. Did you see what his quote today was? No, I didn't. What did he say? This angers me even more. This dude is bl- oblivious to his shittiness. He well, he, he he blamed himself for the Colorado loss. He so did. Was kind of he did. But last night he goes out of his way, and I love his big hits. I love that aspect of his the, game. The one, I, the one I really do. Sean early in the game Great. was fantastic. That set the pace. But you have well the Flames played. But you have to pick your moments, right? Yeah. We're in overtime, and he steps up into a guy, takes himself completely out of position. That was, no, this was not an overtime. No, it was when he took out Majipani as well. This is when he took Majipani in yeah. the third period. That's all a blur now. And, and, and they scored to tie the game because he took himself out of position. And then in his quote today says, well, we had two or three, you know, grade A chances in overtime and we need to bury those. Yeah, we need to bury those, but we wouldn't be in freaking overtime if you wouldn't have been an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, it was the dumbest play I've seen from him probably this season. And there's been a lot of people like lauding him, saying, oh, he stepped up and been so good. And I haven't seen that. I mean, I think he's played admirably much of the time. But I think the first half of the season, first third for sure, he played way over what I thought he would be able to. And he was really good. And I was very happy with him. He's he's a guy that I look seriously at moving for a decent offer. For sure. Um, He's on that list. Yeah. Honestly, and I'm sure some people would disagree with me because I think he's going to be about next year, but Majupani, like I think you'd listen to, you know, whatever's out there on him. And I'm not saying that these are, you know, necessarily the right moves, uh, but in terms of how these games of district cap went, I mean, they they are so far from where they need to be. Their goaltending is horrific. It hasn't won them a single game this year that I can think of, maybe one in the fall. Um, But I mean, how much much longer we do this? 
Like, how much what do we do? Well, what do we do? You listen to offers because your seasons I, to me. And you asked I, this I question earlier. I, I think they are listening to offers. Don't you think they're listening to offers? I think uh, Brad for I, living I, I always is. But I, well, I'm going to tell you right now. In my in my opinion, this team is done. They're absolutely done this season. They are not making the playoffs. And I would love to be wrong about that, obviously, and I hope that I am. But they have their goaltending is atrocious. It is costing them game after game after game, and it is so frustrating. And at this point, I refuse is, is like, to believe that they're done yet. And this is where we're going to argue. And there's a couple reasons. I'm going to try to justify it. You might tell me I'm crazy. I've, I look forward to it. Both I mean, of these goaltenders are better than they're playing. And this isn't a physical problem. This is a mental problem. Seemingly, yeah. I mean, you just don't forget how to stop the puck this bad without it being between the ears. And so I, how does that get fixed from the last game well, and the last game? Like, when does it get better? Because it, never, it hasn't yet. And so. this is maybe where we argue. I always look for changing points in athletics or life or whatever. And I'm not saying that Jacob Markstrom is going to be great now. I would probably say the Vegas odds would say that this continues for the rest of the season. Yeah. I, I believe yeah. that. And I believe that. But I always look at marker points, right? Okay. Him and his girlfriend, or well, I'm not sure really what she is right at the moment. Wife, the, I believe. The, the, I don't believe they're married. No? No, I don't. But it doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. Yeah. But anyway, his partner and him just went through a pregnancy. And there's a million players, and you said it to me last night, there's a million players that have kids, and I, and I, and I totally agree. But we just don't know the situation. I had three. No, like, like I said before, like when, his, when his, uh, his father passed away a few years ago, that must have been absolutely agonizing yeah. for him. I mean, you and my, my wife and I have had three kids, and it, it's funny. I'll be honest with you. My wife actually texted me and said, hey, Markstrom had his baby. Maybe that'll take some of the f- family stress off, and he can be a better goalie. And the, the only reason I would agree with that is we just don't know how the pregnancy went, whether, you know, there was, you know, we just don't know. But sometimes mm-hmm. when it's done, and I'm and I speaking from experience, when you're holding your child and it's like, now they're healthy and now that's over, you know, maybe it's a reset button where he can get back to the rink, have that behind him. And now he can be excited to go home to see a happy new little baby and be, it, it can, it can just be a mindset change for you that could affect your work. Cause let's be honest, like these guys are human beings like me and you. And I know it changed me when I had, when that stress went off of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that this is a save all. I'm just saying it is a marker point. And that last night he came in really cold and had minimal shots, but did good. Yeah, but did good. I don't blame the overtime goal on him. That we had two guys chasing behind the damn net. That you know, I don't know. I'm. I, I and yes, you know, you can say to me, Brad, you're grasping for straws, and I and I am. I totally am. But don't we do that in sports? Like, don't we do that? But I see oh, some of this. Yeah. I see some of the stuff that people are posting, and it's like. Holy shit, you guys. Like, really? Like, you want to trade the whole freaking team away? Like, are we... 
all of a sudden the you know the freaking it's everybody's everybody sucks Treliving sucks sutter sucks the ownership's shit the everything everything sucks all of a sudden and well the ownership has been kind of shit for a long time because mediocrity seems to be their modus operandum but i don't think the owners want this the owners would not have given Brad for living the go-ahead to go out and get freaking Huberto and make these bold moves that we all loved. Every one of us loved them when it happened, right? We all did. All the, the, flames- the only thing I didn't love, and this goes for any player that does this, I, I think it's naive to sign a superstar player to a long-term big money deal when he's never played a game in your for your team in your city. I really think that's irresponsible. I do think Huberto, for example, will be much better next oh, year. Will. I don't have any issues. He will. No question about any of that to me. But I, I don't agree. It's same thing with free agency. Obviously, that happens all the time. Like I just don't like that. Well, he's never played in this conference. It's a new city. He's got to move his family. Like this and is, I, I he's agree. Not re-signing, it's not resigning with the Panthers, right? Like it just to me, it's like okay. Let him get 20 games into the season, maybe, and then start talking contracts. I, and I don't disagree with you on that, Kyle. But with the way the situation was in Calgary, you have to agree there was some extenuating circumstances. And I'm not saying that's the justification to it. Because you know what? Honestly, if I was a GM, I would never, I would, I would never sign a player to over five years. I'd just be my rule. Yeah. I'm, never, I'm never signing anybody because it never goes good after five years. I can think of one know. contract in my life is Alexander Ovechkin's that aged good. That's the only one after five years that anybody was happy with. Crosby's? Yep, you got me there. There's another one. Yep. And then the <laughs> Two game, generational the players. That's Yeah, we're talking about a one once-in-a-lifetime type talent. It doesn't, it doesn't work like it works with franchise players, and that's it. It doesn't work with superstar players if we're going to use that kind of tiered system, right? So um, I get it in the sense that the market's the market, and you got to lock these guys up. Like, And for that reason, it didn't bother me a lot, but realistically it's not a good move to just you know it's like it's been I, a I one agree. date yeah, let's get married I, I you know what i definitely you that's a good analogy i i agree and yeah. and i'm not arguing that but then i sit and i look kyle and i'm not trying and i know i've thought a ton about this and i Tell i'm usually off. the most negative person in the freaking world yeah then you met me <laughs> and then i met kyle and i'm like holy shit yeah, this guy's more negative than me no i but i'm i i don't know why something clicked in me the other day and i just started looking at this and i'm just like i think we're as a fan base looking at this completely wrong i just i i I feel like i i can't okay i can't remember who said it they've and it's obviously this is arguable because there's no way to scientifically pinpoint this but they 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 figured that if, if our goaltending was average, just NHL average right now, we we would have eight to ten more points. We would have at least, I don't know what. Okay, what well that stat. puts us from we sixty would, we would have ten for sure. We're in first place then. There's no way it would be. Le- that's only five wins. You that's can't right. Tell me our goaltenders haven't cost us more than five. So games. arguably, it could be more. We Absolutely. would be the number one team in the Western Conference. Okay. Okay. How, but then Kyle. It, 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 it is funny how much the West is so much worse than the East, by the way. And the East is, which is loading up. Which is weird because a decade ago it was the exact opposite. It was so the opposite. Yeah. Absolutely. It yeah. was. Absolutely. And it'll go back. It'll go back. Oh, yeah. And that's fine. And, and, and I want to point out just because everybody knows this and has been talking about it, I guess. It's like 
it's such a shame that so many good teams are going to eliminate so many good teams in the first round. I don't like the format discussion I love for another it. day. We'll talk about that another. We'll argue another day. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we get into the playoffs, and you know, we need something to talk about other than the Flames. It looks like, but um, yeah, like there, there's no question this team is not that bad. My my argument about what to do going into Friday is solely based on look at some of the returns these other teams are getting, and I do think the players that the Flames theoretically have available, so potentially Noah Hannafin, a vet like Trevor Lewis, who's one of you cops, you know, those things that teams really value. If you're Brad Tree Living. If you trade off these guys and get a like a really good return, it's like I don't know that you're necessarily impacting your playoff chances a lot by moving some of these bodies because we've seen with guys like Walker Dewar, they've been much better than some of the other players, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can make good trades to move on from certain players without, I mean, you can't cut the team. Look at the, the term and contract for Huberto and Kadri and Weger and Markstrom. Like we know that's not possible. But I think you have to look at selling all the pieces you have that other teams find attractive, which is probably four or five players because it's not going to set you that far back. If you get top dollar for them. And I think they will based on, like like I said, what's going on. Like, it is wild. But that's got to run like, out, though, Kyle. Got for ta- like, for Janot going to Tampa, but it's, that well, is fucking crazy. <laughs> it, it, it is, but here's why that's crazy. Because Tampa thinks that's their one thing that, fills the hole so they're okay to overpay because they've been winning cups it's okay to overpay if you're winning cups same with same with the bruins right like exactly overpaid for for uh orloff for orloff or hathaway i don't either orloff Orloff two goals last night i mean look at that and now you know kyle i i and and, okay i know i know you think i'm crazy on this and we went back and forth here the last few days and that's not not on this just in general yeah but and i'm not trying to sound like the eternal optimist because i'm actually not the most optimistic person usually i i i struggle to be optimistic but here's the thing this team can't go into full sellout mode which i think would be idiotic because they're too good to do that second second thing are we going to make the playoffs i don't know maybe we can talk about that more in a minute but so what do you do what do you do if you're brad for living heading into friday and there's two really two options. And here's a, and I think you know and, and you tell me if I'm wrong and I want to hear your take. I would go about it this way. I would look for a depth defenseman just because I feel like we need somebody because of injuries, right? Just to finish the season out. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I would not go crazy and go sell off prospects or picks for a, a winger. Um, I wouldn't do any of those things. I, I wouldn't do any of those things. The team hasn't shown me that I'm going to reward them, so I so I wouldn't. But what I would do is this. Would I sell off? No. But would I listen to every single offer? And I'm telling you, Kyle, I'd listen to offers on Hannafin. I would actually go out looking for offers on Hannafin and Zadorov. I would entertain offers on Dubé. I'd entertain offers on Majapani. I would be hesitant, but I would probably entertain offers on Toffoli. I'd like to see how that rides out next year. Honestly, he's my one guy I might ride out. But if somebody gave me something super good, we're doing it. Now, I would try to re-sign, not now, obviously, but in the offseason, I'd, I'd look at getting, you know, Dewar locked up, Peltier's, Backlund. Two, two best players last night for the Flames. Yeah. They were fantastic. Backlund and Lindholm have to stay Flames. I, I think they're key parts. Yeah. 
and I'm all over the place with Tanev. Tanev's a guy that I want to keep because I love Tanev. But I also look at him and I'm like, he gets injured a lot. Well, then he has the type of intangibles yes. and defensive metrics that other teams are absolutely drooling so over. So you trend. might get a haul. And I'm not saying before deadline, I don't think you get a haul because I think that's not in people's plans right now. But I think in the offseason, you could get a haul. But is it a guy, though, that you want to build with? Maybe. But are you worried about his age? Because I'm a little bit worried about it. I'm a little bit worried about the age of this team, and that's where that comes into play too, right? So I was until I saw a metric on that earlier this year that we're like upper third, but we're not like the oldest team in the league. I mean, no, no, and that's and that's fine. But my point is, like, you know, you have an opportunity to sell off. Um, and we got to be careful with the word "sell" because that implies even when I used it on Twitter, and I was in a foul mood. But when you when you talk about selling, it makes it sound like you're selling the whole farm. No, all the guys you mentioned that you keep. So we're not going to be as combative as maybe we thought here. I agree. Like Lindholm, Backlund, Anderson is a, is obviously a well. Keeper. He's signed. Um, he's signed. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, he's got a very palpable cap hit, so somebody's probably going to call on him. I would think. I would not even entertain it. I wouldn't either, unless it's something insane, which probably isn't going to happen. But all these other pieces that we're discussing, and some of them are fairly key players, like Dubé, Manjapani, Hannafin at, at points. Um, trading them for a good return, even if it's picks and prospects. To me, it doesn't gut your team in the future. Like, look at a guy like Jeremy Poirier with the Wranglers. He, he's having a fantastic first pro season. I think he's going to be closer than maybe people had realized, especially because he's working on his defensive game. Matthew Coronado is going to get signed. If we trade like a Lewis or a Lucic, I, I don't want to see Lewis gone from Calgary because we share the same last name, but I know he's got to go. Um, he won't be here making, next year either, so... What's that? I don't think he'll be here next year. So why? No, he he won't. If he someone won't. will give us a something. chance at the cup, you know, he's he's a he's a great teammate and he deserves another shot of the cup, which doesn't look like it's going to happen in Calgary. So, but I think if you move on from those certain players, you can start looking towards the summer as to how you want to retool this team, which is kind of a, a bad word in Calgary because they've always retooled. Remember when Jay Feaster acquired Mike Camilleri again and said, "Oh, we're going for it." They went for nothing. They missed the playoffs. It was a joke, right? Yeah. So the language is a little bit off-putting. You know, one thing, one thing I know, I know tree living has been under a ton of fire, but you know what? If you look at the moves from our previous few GMs and then you compare them to tree livings, come on guys, tree livings has done a really good job. He's done a fantastic job. It's just unfortunate. The things he's done haven't panned out the way you hope because things like goaltending have completely sunk them. God, I, I would, I, when I, I keep putting that in my head, we're in first place. If we get a few saves. And they're not, like, they're saves that, you know, I made a joke yesterday about Joey McDonald. I made a joke a week ago about Tyrone Garner. There's a lot of these saves that these journeyman, Mike McKenna-type pro goaltenders who weren't anything special, they're making those saves. Average goaltending is what we're looking for. The kind of goaltending we got from Kyrie Ramo and Jonas Hiller. The kind of goaltending, like, we don't need another Kiprasov with this team. It would be nice, Well, I know. but... All we need is just be decent, and they can't even pull that off, and that's why it's so infuriating. And it's not, and again, the whole child discussion about Markstrom, there's probably some merit in that, as you said. But Vladar has been terrible too. How is it that both these goaltenders have been so, so? I terrible? mean, there's no way me and you are going to be able to 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 say this. And I mean, I'm just throwing a, I'm throwing a freaking dart at the wall with Markstrom and the kid thing. I, I am, I'm, I'm literally destroying a dart and trying to go off like how I personally felt when my children were born. It gives you a high. Yeah, well, it gives you a rush. 
Which is, yeah, obviously I can't relate to that at this point in my life or so far in my life, but I mean, it, I get that. The only issue I had with that reasoning or excuse is that people on Twitter were jumping on saying, oh, this, this must be it. Like, this is the problem. We have no we idea. He, he could, he could have, uh, you know, some kind of PTSD. He could be OCD. Like there's all kinds of different things that we at this point believe are, you know, mental health issues or some sort of a mental issue that's causing him to play so poorly. So I just want to be careful when we discuss those things because some guys are like, oh, well, that, that, that's what it is. Like, that's not fair. Like, we have no idea, is. and we don't have any idea what's wrong with Vladar either. But you know what? I know Vladar's a good goalie. He showed that to us. But you know what I see there is that sometimes when a role changes for a guy, mm-hmm. things don't always go the way they used to go. Well, let's be let's draw a direct comparison here, at least in my mind. David Riddich had Perfect. Tons, of, tons of potential. And he had like a, what was he, like 29 and 9 in the 18 19 season? Like he was brilliant. Smith started in the playoffs against Colorado and was actually really good. Um, the team got shelled and, and they, they tried to press Reddish into more starts and, and didn't pan out. Now he's probably one of the better backups in the league with Connor Hellebuck. But Dan Vladar right now looks a lot like David, David Reddish, like very talented. But is he going to pan out as a starter or even a 1A, 1B type of goalie? I don't know. But he's another one that. Hey, if somebody's calling, and maybe it's a team like the Leafs, because there's some questions about their goaltending after the litany of moves they've made, I'd look at moving him too, because you know you're going to have Markstrom. You're hopeful that Wolf's going to pan out. Like, a, I, I like Vladar. I'd like to keep him, but I'd be listening to trades on him too. I would be listening. I'm just afraid right yeah. now that your return wouldn't be what what he's probably worth to us right now. Because I, you guys, I, I have a real hard time believing that, and I'm not saying I want to do this, but let's say we just – Stood pat, did nothing, went into next season with this same group for the most part. We lose a few key. We lose a few pieces, none of them which are key. Does does it go like this next year? No, it doesn't go like this next year. There's no way. There's no way. There's just no way. See, conversely, I just don't see how this gets better. These goaltenders have been terrible when like, cause that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, it's every so you, night that they play. It's like, Oh, tonight's tonight. It's better. Today's the day. It's better. It's never getting better is what it seems like. So what, what's going to change? So you think next year though, that Markstrom and Vladar are going to show up and let in first goals like this? I think it's possible. I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd want to start into the season with them as a tandem. I'm not saying get rid of them both necessarily, or not that again, that you could, but it's like, I think you have to look at everything. And obviously, there's got to be something we don't know. I'll tell you right now, and I hate to say this because I don't like to throw people under the bus necessarily, but I am all for changing the goalie coach situation. Me too, and I hate firing just to fire, but this something's not right. No, and, I, and even if it's not right, it's the same as any other coach. Like, Bruce Cassidy getting let go by the Bruins was just stupid. So now he's going to be a rock star in Vegas. It's a great season. And Jim Montgomery, obviously, has got a world-class team in Boston. But coaches, they just move on from them. But they only seem to do it, like in the media at least, or we only hear a lot about head coaches, assistant coaches, that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, maybe these goalies just need a new voice. Like I remember David Marcoux did a really good job in Calgary. Like what is going on with the goaltending in Calgary is not acceptable. It's not a pro-level pro hockey. It's Every thought, goalie has I, ups and downs. I honestly, are I, so I'm sorry for butting in on the other. I honestly oh. thought we would get a, a press release today that LeBarber was like, oh, I, I honestly did. And you know, and, and who knows? Maybe little, that doesn't solve it. But like right now, like we got to do something. 
We got to do something. I, like, it's it's different too because these guys like it's not like when you and I get let go and you're like here's your two weeks pay or here's what we owe you for years of service and it's a it's a pithy amount of money. Most of these guys, from what I understand, have contracts. They're going to be paid out because of said contract. So as bad as I feel morally about saying somebody should lose a job, at the same time they're looked after a lot more than you or I are. And the business oh, yeah. that they're in, it's Jason LeBarber is going to find a job somewhere probably by the summer. Whether he's yeah. an assistant, whether he's a head goalie coach again, like so that kind of. I don't, again, I'm not just here to try and push any more than you are that somebody should be just let go, but they need, clearly both goaltenders need a new voice. It was just Markstrom. I don't know, but after watching Dimitri Orloff look like Bobby Orloff, I'm like, oh, okay, that's enough. Like, yeah, no, there's something, there's something wrong, but I, I, and I, and I don't, maybe I'm, maybe my pushback is too strong. Like I, I just, I, I refuse to think that Jacob Markstrom's career is done. Something's not right. I don't well, know what it is. It. Again, he's too deep in his net. I mean, not so much last night, but like so many games, he hasn't looked like himself at all. So something has to change there, given the you know the term that he's on and the position with the team. He's not going anywhere. So figure it out. And clearly, we're not going to figure out what the staff we have in place now because there'd be some kind of a change by now. So I'm not trying to like beat a dead horse here, but like, and like I look at the standings, Kyle. And I can't help but think that we can't catch Seattle. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I know they have the, everybody's like, well, they have the easiest schedule left in the league, and they do. I, but I just look at it, and I'm like, I, I can't help but believe that we can't catch somebody. And you know what? Here, and here's another one that people are going to think I'm crazy as hell. They're for sure going to think I'm crazy after this show today. But Edmonton goes out and gets rid of Tyson Berry, which two years ago he was junk, and I would yeah. have said that's great. But this year he's actually playing good, and then they get rid of him. And they bring in Ekholm, and it's everything I've ever said that Edmonton needs in a strong defensive defenseman. But now you yeah. just took the power play specialist that – has the number one power play in the league, and you took the, you took the head guy off of it. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that, and I and I get it. Um, it also speaks to the fact that Nashville is like not entirely out of it because they wanted somebody like Barry in return. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect it anyway. That's why this trade happened. But um, uh, man, I, I mean, can we catch the Oilers? You think that's no. crazy? I think it's insane because they have two of the best players in the world. That's just not going to happen in my mind. I, well, that's, that's the problem well, I have. With like points. That Calgary, that's the whole thing about thinking Calgary can catch Seattle. Why would anybody think that? Calgary cannot win hockey games. You know, their goaltenders can't stop a buck. So. We've managed 72 points with the crappiest goaltenders in the league. Since All-Star break, we've had a less than .85 save percentage and have managed to get points. But now we're counting on other teams to falter. Calgary decided, apparently, that they didn't want to control their own fate because that's the position they're in now. and I know that, and that's where we're at because of our goaltending. But if we could just get a a .88. That's sad. 
think about that, that though, Kyle. So, I don't know. I think we can beat some of these teams. And I guarantee you right now that if somehow, some way, this team gets into the playoffs, every team's like, well, shit, I don't want to play Calgary. Yeah, we've said that a few times, yeah. I think at this point, based on the goaltending, and I'm, I'm seeing that people thought I was crazy a few weeks ago and likely still do, but I'm seeing so many people clamoring for Dustin Wolf now. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on that bandwagon just for a second, and here's why. So... I always think of this one in particular. God knows why, but Johan Hedberg, when he came with Pittsburgh, went like 7-1-1. One, and one. They made the playoffs. They won around with him. And you know, Andrew Hammond in Ottawa. That hamburger season. Like, goaltenders are so fickle and so all over the map, but based on the results we're getting from our two guys, and you have a guy who's a blue-chip, unbelievable prospect. And I get all that talk to a point about, oh, it's going to ruin his confidence. He's a pro athlete. Like, fuck off. Like, eventually he's going to need a chance. This isn't going to be like Roberto Luongo in, in New York or something like that. Like, if they were to recall him, okay, and he comes in and they win a tight game 2-1 or something, and they just run with him, maybe he goes on a crazy tear and they do make the playoffs. And maybe. But I don't want him coming in having to be the savior. Now, Dan Vladar blows a hammy out tomorrow night, and Wolf gets called up, and they give him the keys to go play a game, and he wins, and then, oh, here, we'll give you another try. We'll win again, and he wins again, and then he takes over there. The pressure's not on him to be the savior then. He's getting called up because some dude got hurt. Well, it doesn't matter. So like Calgary, they're going to expect him to be the savior anyway because there's so much hype around but him. They're just going to keep talking about the happens. fan base. That's not yeah. in the room. Well, nobody in the room is going to put that kind of pressure on the kid. They just expect him to stop the puck. That's his job, right? I I know what you're saying. I just, I I don't know. I, I, what happens, though, if he comes up and gets shelled? Let's in the first shot and let's in five. Like, then what? Then it's like, well, fuck. Now our prospect sucks. Well, Which it, it wouldn't be the case because it's just one game. But do you know what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah, but I mean, that's that. Look, look remember Marc Andre Fleury when he started in Pittsburgh and he got lit up because they started him as like an 18 year old when he came out of Cape Breton. Like, he had a really rough start to his career and he figured it out. I'm not saying everybody has the same trajectory. Obviously, the guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, but. With Dustin Wolf, it's like I, I know, I know. It's, say, it's it's similar to what you said about Markstrom. Next year is a new season. I think Wolf would approach it the same way. You know? and, I, and I don't, Kyle, and I and I don't disagree. I don't. I, I just think it's I, funny I, now that everybody's kind of like, we need to recall Wolf and try him out. I'm like, you know what? They've Absolutely. been saying that forever, though. People last yeah, but now year. There's a lot more people who wouldn't say before are saying it because our goaltending has been so terrible. So unless there's somebody in a scrap heap somewhere in the league, well, I'm freaking it. fine with bringing in Cam Talbot. Right at the moment. There's a dub on him lately. I would be, if we traded for Cam Talbot tomorrow, I'd be like, perfect. Why would Ottawa trade him is my question. I don't know. But I hear it all over. That's a team, I think Derek Broussard had said, you know, we feel like we've earned, you know, having something added. That's a team I wouldn't wouldn't want to play in the playoffs. No, I wouldn't either. They have a great mix of talent there, so... But except you know, though it's except the East is different than the West this year, and Ottawa sure. going into the playoffs playing the Rangers would be, you know, uh, do you know what I'm saying? It's just a different mindset out there right now. If Calgary was in the East, we'd be talking a whole different ball game right now. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, you know? I think even teams like the Rangers. I mean, just to touch on them, like yeah, you know, like Kane and Panarin are back together, and they've got Sabanajad, and they got Adam Fox, and Shuster. Like they've got a ton of talent, but man. You know, the Lightning losing four straight to the Blue Jackets a few years ago. Like, there's just so many examples of elite-looking teams face-planting, and I could see the Rangers doing that. Same as oh, the yeah. Leafs. Like, 
Leafs Nation, which is my most hated fan base by a country mile, is losing their mind, and they're saying Kyle Dubas should be GM of the year. The Toronto Maple Leafs have not won a playoff round since I was 16 years old. Well, you know what? And that's the How things, can you say he's GM of the year when they have won but, absolutely nothing? But I don't want our fan base to be that way, right? Well, of course. I mean, we're having a struggle boss this year, and it sucks. Oh, yeah. And it's not absolutely. real fun to turn the TV on or go to the game or anything right now. It's kind of like, ugh. But yeah. I look at this team, and I look at some of the positives that there has been, and I think, man, you know, it is what it is, and where we are, we are where we are, and are, you know, are we likely to make the playoffs? Probably not. But you know what? Either I'm going to look really fucking smart if we make the playoffs and go on a run, or I'm going to look really dumb, which there's a whole hell of a lot better chance I'm going to look dumb this year. But well. I mean, I know, I know you well enough that if this team gets into the playoffs, you're going to come on this show and be like, "I was wrong." And I'm happy to be wrong. Oh, yeah. And I'll be on a flight to Calgary for a playoff game again. There's no question. It's you know? it's just one of those things, Kyle. It's like I look at this year and I look at the Western Conference and I'm like, it's so open still. It is, but again, the, the, it's just they have to stop pissing games away night sure. after night after night. Like they are not winning. We have not won any amount of games in a row for so long. And, that, and if they don't go on a tear here, these conversations are, are you're going to be at where I'm at. I'm like, they're done. They're absolutely I, done. Kyle and I probably will be calling you one of these nights saying they're done. I, 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 I'm, and I don't look forward to that. I think it I'm sucks prepared these, for that, but I look this, at this, this team, like people were saying they should have been better than last year based on the acquisitions. Cause I don't know if that was entirely fair, but the fact that was even out there and now we're like, Oh my God, league worst goaltending. They missed the playoffs. And also for the record, people calling me out saying, Oh, like the following teams have way worse goaltending in Calgary. No, they no, don't because it's all relative. The, this is a team with high expectations, and their goaltenders are playing so yeah. well below what they're capable of. They are categorically the worst goaltenders in professional hockey right now, at least in the NHL. So I don't want to hear about what any team's doing because it is not influencing their results the way that it is in Calgary. Not a chance. This is a goaltending problem, and I'm not just pointing the finger solely at goaltending because there is some other things that um, I think we've Absolutely. been a little bit sloppy defensively. As much as our blue line looked good on paper, they haven't performed where they should be, and we've got a couple key forwards. Yes, I'm talking Jonathan Huberto, and uh, you know there's a few of them that have not produced this year that we needed to. But all in all, Kadri's been junk lately. But yeah. all in all, if you look at how many goals we're putting up per game, um, no, we're not a top team in the league, but we are not a crappy team in the league at that either. Yeah. But look it, at all those one-goal losses. I know. It's that is, it's uh, astronomical. It's, it is it's gotta unreal. Be a record. It's got to be. It's unreal. Yeah. And I don't know. I can't believe that for once I'm the eternal optimist on this. And I'm not no. calling you stupid for saying we're done because I probably right. And I don't disagree that in tomorrow, if, if I pull up my Twitter today and I see that Hannafin was traded or something, I'm not probably going to be mad unless I look at it and go, well, that sucks. Cause we got no return. And if we start selling off guys and we're not getting proper returns, I am going to be mad. Yeah, in this market, I'd find that hard to believe. And Bradford Living is, a, he is like, as you said, a very good GM. He is. I've actually looked at Twitter here a few times to see if anything has happened. But um, there's, they're going to do some things on 
by by Friday. I don't know what they are any more than the next person, but um, I think the market's just too hot to completely ignore what's out there. So I think they're going to move a few pieces, maybe bring in some interesting pieces in return, and maybe they go on a little bit of a run and make something of this. But I. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting summer, to say the least. It is definitely going to be interesting. Kyle and I will be back one minute just to recap what we got before four games this week. Another busy week for the Flames. Get all your Flames Unfiltered podcasts, team news, team updates, and highlights at flamesunfiltered.com. All right, so... I'm going to roll with this one, if you don't mind. Yes. Because I'm looking at it here right now. So we got the Leafs tomorrow night. So that's a home game that's not going to feel like a home game. If you've ever been uh, in, the, in your team's bar when the Leafs yeah, are there. Yeah, or the Habs. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, so that's not going to be a lot of fun. But This is a whole new Leafs team. Well, and that might work to their advantage as they try to work the bugs out. That team has changed a lot, so there's... Hopefully they can pull something out there. And for the record, I go with Markstrom after the way he showed against Boston. So do I. I, I do. I never thought I'd say that, but let's let's hope that's the case, and I suspect it will be. And so we've, that's tomorrow we night. played the Leafs good earlier this year, lost 5-4 in overtime. It's, the last handful of games between Calgary and Toronto have been fantastic hockey games. Have. Everyone's been probably top five game of the year that I've watched. Yeah, they have. So the biggest game of the year to date, which we're going to say that a lot, of course, is the Wild on Saturday. That's, of course, Hockey Night Canada. Minnesota, one of the teams Calgary's chasing, so that is going to be that's going to be something to watch, especially if they can get by the Leafs tomorrow night. That makes that game a whole lot bigger. Yep. Then we get the Stars on Monday, which we're going to you know kind of throw back to last. That one's on the road. We head to Dallas for that one, and that is our first. No, it's our second of three meetings with them. Yep. We and then back. Yeah, that's what's true too. Yeah, like (laughs) actually played them quite well. And then we got the Wild again, this time in Minnesota on Tuesday, which is another. That will then be the biggest game of the year. <laughs> we They're all big now, man. But, you know, we're seven back in Minnesota. We play them twice in the next four games. Yep. We could move four points there. Now, is it likely? Probably not. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not ready to wave the towel. I might be next time we talk, Kyle, but I'm not right now. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to prepare myself for the epic amount of disappointment I'm going to feel when this is over, and I, and I, I believe what I'm saying, but I'm looking at the standings here now, and of course, oh God, I want all these Canadian teams to get in, even the Oilers, just for the fun of it. But I mean, you get Winnipeg, Edmonton, Seattle, and you get Colorado's. They're going to get in. They've only played 58 games. They're healthier now. Like, oh, even consider, yeah, they're just they're too good. Can I throw something? Still, can I throw catchable. something crazy at you? Is there a chance that Dallas? falls out of this they've hit the yeah there it is they've hit the tailspin here yeah not likely not likely they actually have the same amount of overtime shootout losses as the flames at 13 (laughs) the next closest in the league is philly with uh i think it's no sorry san jose with 12 which isn't really surprising and then you get philly with 10 in the east and Ottinger so, looked like garbage last night. Sure. Oh, my Lord. So let's take the lower number of those 13 shootout overtime losses and say six of them wins. Six more points puts you, puts you at 73 points. You're third in the Pacific. Yeah, I know. Less that's the minimum. Those Hell, now, that's, you know, that's, that's where I'm really going to point where I don't think anywhere has been bigger felt the absence of Johnny Gaudreau than in overtime. Oh, yeah. Not so much shootouts necessarily in overtime. Like, 
he was so much the straw that stirred this team's drink and like watching all those losses to stack up. But yeah, think of that. 13 games they've lost in those circumstances. You take six of those and make them wins. This is a totally different discussion. Less than half. And that's like, that not is- even counting. Kyle, that's not counting the first shot you let in. That's what I mean. Like these counting stats. Were, and this is why we come back to if they somehow get in, I wouldn't want to play them. I would not either. Man. Do you know, Kyle? Okay, and I and I know there's a lot of differences, and we kind of went back and forth on this last night. In 04, nobody remembers the regular season. I do only because I have a book that, you know, kind of chronologizes it and goes on about it and whatever, but yeah. I know, uh, but <laughs> seriously, that team loses in round one. No one talks about that season at all. I'm going to tell you right now, if, if anybody remembers – and I watch these games and I'm feeling down because they make me feel better. Um, if Todd Bertuzzi hadn't been suspended for what he did to Steve Moore, Calgary does not win that first round series. They only won it in seven in overtime. And Dan Cloutier, not that he was anything special, but he was out and Alex Ald had the net. But if Bertuzzi <laughs> wasn't suspended, now. Calgary does not win that series and they don't go on that magical run. Jeff, Jeff Sanderson, and this is where I feel because Jeff Sanderson's son, Jake, is becoming a star in Ottawa now. Yeah, played at the University of North Dakota. Well, there you go, right? Phenomenal defenseman. Jeff Sanderson stepped into that top line with Naslund and Brendan Morrison in yeah. Patrice's absence. He did a very admirable job, but again, he was old. About circumstances, little things, yeah. Circumstances, little things that you know can rewrite history. That Patrice suspension is the only reason that Calgary won that series. And then five, four, four years later, there's I I don't know, Kyle. There's I don't. Is it likely we get in? No, but. Oh, dang it. There's, there's If you're right about this Markstrom thing, and it looked like he might have been last night because anything that happened to him was not his fault. Um, if he can get on some kind of a tear, like, man, pull a Brian Boucher and rattle off five straight shutouts, I'll eat crow. I don't care. Say, so let me ask you a question. I know you'll eat crow because I'll eat crow. I'll be, you know, if they lose out, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to come on the show and say I was wrong. Yeah. Um. Here, here's here's something I got a question, and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing. Do you go into the locker room and say, you know, Jacob, it's been a, it's been a, a roller coaster. We're super happy for your family now. This is a reset button. The keys are yours. Give us your give us your best shot. Why not? What do you have to lose, right? <laughs> More hockey games. <laughs> well, I'm, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hear you, and, and I agree. I mean, I, listen, I, I, I'm big on on saying the right things and and trying different things and saying different things. Like, try it, try it. This team is too good to be in the position they're in, but it's the one they're in. So, whatever you can think to do to try and pull them into this tailspin and actually string together more than one win in a fucking row, then you do it. Kyle, I, I thought about it last night, and I thought after the first period, I thought how hard as a coach would it be to not go into the room and fucking kick a trash can and be like, can you motherfuckers make a save? I was, I was trying to find the <laughs> clip of John Tortorella talking about John Graham in 2006. He was like, you know, we need a fucking save once in a while, whatever he says. And I couldn't find it. I know it's, well, it'd be probably part of the rants on YouTube, but I just wanted that one piece, and it's so true. Like Mark Ford, Letterkenny style, just boot that trash can across yeah. the room. Yeah. It's killing them. And it's brutal because if they make those saves, they should. 
egregious, stupid errors like Zadorov's in the Bruins game doesn't mean as much. No, nope. but because you can't get a routine save, Man, we're ripping those... on the big Russian defenseman for throwing a massive hit, which yep. is a dumb play. Which is but a dumb play. Goaltenders are not bailing these guys out ever, and it is maddening. <sighs> No, and the players have bailed the goaltenders out a couple times, 6-5 against Dallas win. Well, you they know, did it last I, night up until, yeah. the, you know, they lost, so. And, uh, man, I, I don't know. And I feel like, you know what, I honestly, I, I, I really, truly feel bad for both these guys because I know it's killing them. I know it's killing them. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it sucks. You know, have you ever performed poorly anything you've done in your life, yeah. whether it's a sport, a job, whatever, relationship? Like, yeah, it makes you feel like crap. You take pride in the things that you enjoy and try to take care of business, and you just can't do it for whatever reason. Oh. Kyle and I are back next Thursday for another edition of Flames Unfiltered, Friday deadline day. Um, yeah, we're going to be out there. I'll do a Flames Unfiltered shorts that day. We'll talk about whatever's going on. We'll keep you posted on Twitter. Kyle and I will both be active Friday on Twitter. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen. And I guess I'm excited. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's discuss some things we can do on that day because we're going to be very active on, on social media throughout the day, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we will be out there. You'll be able to find us uh, flamesunfiltered.com, YouTube, all the places, Twitter. Kyle and I will be there breaking down the deadline. And, uh, yeah, we're back for a normal show next Thursday. Leafs come to town tomorrow night already. <laughs> we just need a win. God, we just need a save. Have a good week, Flames fans. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Connected Flames Unfiltered can be found on Twitter at Flame Unfiltered. Check out the Facebook page at Flames Unfiltered. Host Brad Brood is on Twitter at Brad Brood. And host Kyle Lewis is on Twitter at Van Lewis14. Like what you hear? Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Flames Unfiltered can be found on all the major podcast players. Want to watch the show? You got it. Check out Inside Edge Hockey Media Group for every show. Subscribe while you watch. Thanks for listening, watching, and interacting. Enjoy the hockey action. We've got a playoff! Yeah, baby! Playoff! Yeah, baby! Thanks for tuning in to Flames Unfiltered. Check back for more action-packed Calgary Flames talk. This episode of Flames Unfiltered was copyrighted and produced by Inside Edge Hockey Media Group. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.